It's a special edition of The Buck Stops here, and I have got someone who's been in a lot of uh, my committee meetings, and I'm, I'm really excited to sort of do a one-on-one -on -one with Dave Whitlock, or as I know him, Longhorn Dave. That's me, yep. Longhorn Dave. I, uh, I'm, I'm down here in Houston, Texas. I went to University of Texas since the Longhorn part. I appreciated you on one of our shows. You're wearing the Longhorn gear. We didn't. Uh, <laughs> we didn't plan that. Uh, no, but, uh, I didn't. But you know, I like I like sports across the board, and I like blogging. I like doing uh, podcasts. I like doing video logs. I like doing all this stuff. Just so I like to talk sports with uh, people that are interested. Uh, and so this is just a great opportunity. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about your fandom first. Uh, I see you represent. Please tell me I'm right. Is that like an original Colt 45? Like, yeah, it, it is. It, it, or, it's not original. You know, these days they got all the vintage and, and okay. sound right, collection but, stuff. But uh, yeah, certainly the, the Colt 45s, not that I was alive uh, for that, but, you know, 19, uh, I think it was 62, uh, the Houston got a major league baseball team, the Colt 45s. They played outdoors at uh, Colt Stadium. It was uh, a, a wild success in terms of getting baseball here in the Southwest at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you know, of course, the heat mosquitoes quickly chased them into the Astrodome. And once they, uh, once Judge Hoffines built that, they uh, they changed the name to the Astros. But I like to uh, to represent the vintage, uh, the the old school here. Those few years, the forty five. You know, it's funny you bring up that name, uh, Vinny Laspinuso, a friend of ours. Uh, so he, we, I gave him a special show where he can just make the Hall of Fame case for, and he he goes pretty obscure, but he just made it for Roy Hoffines. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so I've, I've interacted coming up. I've interacted with uh, Vinny a couple times on that because mm -hmm. uh, you know Roy Hoffines clearly you know redefined kind of the way baseball was thought about in terms of an indoor sport and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's he's a legend down here. The University of Houston basketball court was named after him for a long time. It just got recently renamed after Tillman Fertitta uh, for new money over old money. But um, but Judge mm -hmm. Roy Hoffines was a big you know if you think about it at the time. Yeah, Houston sports wasn't really on the map yet. You know, the, the Oilers were in, in uh, the old AFL, uh, the Rockets weren't here yet. And, and you know, there was just a, a minor league team. And so his ability to, to get the 45s here, get the Astrodome built, which was key right. to having a successful franchise here in Houston, just would struggle. Otherwise, you know, certainly was uh, very, very important to Houston sports in general. Mm -hmm. So, uh Growing up then, you, so you obviously you were a fan of the Oilers at, at that point in time. So like, was that like the first like gut punch when they moved to Tennessee for you? As a fan? <laughs> that, was, that was tough. It was, yeah, yeah so I uh, grew up in the 80s and 90s following the Oilers and Astros uh, and Rockets. Uh, and then, yeah, when the Oilers, and that was just a messy, messy divorce with Bud Adams, you know, putting his foot down. You know, with the Astrodome and, and basically saying that it, it wasn't going to work for him and the city tired of him, you know, taking him to the cleaners. Uh, they left about the time, I guess I was in college. And so, you know, if you remember, they, they'd gone through this heyday with a run and shoot, a lot of successful, uh, you know, outcomes and playoff runs, not never even made the AFC championship game, which is, which is sad. And then they, they went ahead and broke them up. Uh, and so they were, they were real lousy for a couple of years and about the time they started to rebuild with, uh, they drafted what Eddie George and Steve McNair and back-to-back -back drafts with early draft picks. Uh, both of them played for the Oilers one or two years. And then, and then of course, then of course they moved it. it and it was kind of, it, it wasn't like some of the teams or cities that felt like they were shunned 
we were tired of Bud Adams. We were kind of like, get out, you know, get out of here and take your horse with you. Uh, but, <laughs> okay. uh, but, you know, at the same time, it left that gap, you know, which, which actually was quickly, relatively quickly filled, you know, with the Texans, which has been a, a different sob story altogether. But, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it, it just kind of ended and, and, and it was, it, it was frustrating, but, you know, the Oilers still live in a lot of people's hearts. There's a lot of great Twitter accounts that, that really follow them and, and retweet their, Oh, uh, that's what I should have wore. I just bought a vintage uh, Houston Oilers t-shirt. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have wore that, but I, I'm in the middle of packing everything because as Vinny likes to remind me, I'm the only person who's voluntarily moving from Barbados to Winnipeg. Right. Yeah, that's maybe <laughs> the first person in history to do that. Well, it depends, <laughs> on, who, depends on who gets off the plane first, myself or my wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> or my dog. Could yeah. him too. Uh, so Houston, so growing up in Houston, uh, how would you classify the fan base there? Like, well, and I'm just trying to think of this as a as a Canadian growing up. When people think of Texas sports, Dallas usually comes to mind. How does Houston compare to Dallas? Because Houston's a much bigger city, is it not? Yeah, Houston is a bigger city proper, but if you combine the what they call the Metroplex, the Dallas and Fort Worth and suburbs Metroplex, it's it's definitely a bit larger uh, there than here. So if you talk about markets and sports markets, uh, Dallas would would be higher on any pretty much any list that you would see. Even okay. Houston's the fourth largest uh, American city, about to pass Chicago, just because of the way Chicago demographics are working and people. Not, not moving into the city and people coming to coming to Texas for business and other reasons and right. oil and gas and medical and all that. But um, yeah, it's it is a uh, it, it it's a strong fan base, but it's not I wouldn't say near as rabid as as you would say like even in New York, Chicago, Boston, those type of places. Yeah, and, and I think that's sort of where I was going with that. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Houston once had a WHA team, the Arrows, uh, with with Gordy Howe. Uh, uh, again, uh, hockey's sort of my first love for for obvious reasons, I, I suppose. Uh, I w- I've been very impressed in the last 10 years watching hockey grow in the southern United States. I never thought I would see people in Nashville get that excited. Tampa, uh, Dallas, for, for another reason. I mean, like for me, uh, it wasn't necessarily a, a kick in the gut, but for me, visualizing when I think of American hockey, I think of Boston or I think of Minnesota. And so when the, right. the North Stars moved, moved to Dallas, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. But Dallas is really taken to them. Houston, I would think, would be a great place for expansion. Uh, what, what, like, what do you see? Yeah, that, it, it's definitely a topic down here. And uh, there's, like, I think, a Twitter account, NHL to Houston. There may be some underscores in there mm-hmm. that, that's really advocated it. And I follow and retweet their stuff. They there, there's some serious either flirtation or rumors about Arizona, you know, that whole situation with their arena that, that yeah. they had to, you know, abandon and find a new one and they're debt laden and all that. And doesn't seem to be taken there, you know, with Houston via Phil. Uh, I, I think it, it could, it could pass and grow. They had a, a minor league team here, the, the Houston arrows named after the old WH okay. a team, but it, 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 failed uh, and this was probably in the uh, the 2000s you know 2000 2010 it, it failed in, in in the model that they they had a you know they had they were i think the minnesota um wilds triple a or not triple a team but 
highest yeah. level team. Yeah, AHL. Um, but uh, but 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 the, the the challenge was they were basically because it was at like the Rockets Arena and the rental cost for that it, it ended up being kind of NHL prices for minor league hockey. I mean, you know, if I think of minor league hockey, I'd expect you know maybe some five ten dollar tickets, some four or five dollar beers, but it was more like you know forty to fifty bucks to get in plus another you know the same as the, the food prices, beer prices, same as Rockets, and so it it didn't quite that model didn't fit. Then they moved to Iowa. And then they immediately pu published the prices in wherever they played in Iowa, which is probably, I'll just generally say a barn somewhere. And it was, you know, $10 tickets, $2 beers. And it was like, well, it's just a different model, you know, so right. if they probably be in the Rockets arena, Toyota center, I think, I think it could work. I think there's enough of a fan base down here. It's been so long since we've had a professional team, it would have to grow, mm -hmm. but that's not unusual for it. Like you mentioned a city like Nashville, or Columbus, or some of these maybe the other cities that haven't had a traditional yeah, uh, Charlotte, I mean, also with, with the Hurricanes. Right, the Carolina, yeah, and they've had success. Tampa Bay is one of the great well, franchises. Actually, no, they're in Raleigh, but yeah, still. I mean, like, the, the it's these are really growing fan bases in the South, yeah. except for Atlanta. It's just, it's it's failed twice. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just don't see it ever working there. Uh, yeah, with Phoenix, I actually spoke to someone, I, I can't say who, because this was off the record, but he said pretty much what killed it uh, for, for that is when they took it from Phoenix to Glendale yep. and that, that people were going to support the coyotes if they could sort of like do that in the down, in the downtown core, but where they put it there, they're going to make the effort to go to the NFL. They're not mentally ready yep. in that area to go to the NHL. And yep. it, it, it is a shame. Uh, I want to promote, uh, your, your site, uh, so where can people find that? And you and also want to do your weekly because you do this great thing with the weekly uh, sportsman of the week. That's right. Yeah. So uh, it, so my uh, my original regular personal Twitter handle was Longhorn Dave, and so I tweeted about whatever was coming in my mind, sports or otherwise. And I finally thought, you know, what I really want to do is transition to a Twitter that's only sports. That way, when I go on this account and tweet about it, I could just tweet about sports ad nauseum. People that don't like sports could follow my other account. And then that kind of birthed a, a blog. This is the 2009, 10 timeframe. And I said, you know what? I, you know, I've always got thoughts on my head. I want to write about something, tell everybody what I think. And my opinion is the most important one, obviously. Oh, of course. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so I started a, so I started an LHD on sport, Longhorn Dave on sports. So a spinoff of my personal account. And I was tweeting about things. find LHD hyphen on yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, www.lhd-on-sports.com. Okay. So uh, appreciate that. I have, to, I have to look it up myself. I can't remember if I wrote it out or not. I just These damn look. hyphens and underscores. Right. Damn your keyboard. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and so so I'd write about that, but but at the you know really the advent of Twitter, it became uh, to me less interesting to put in long form blogs when everybody was tweeting about whatever in real time. And so I said, so I put that aside a little bit. I still have a few exceptions, but I said, you know what I really want to do is I would see some some sports events every every weekend and you know just watch. I watch across the spectrum of sports. I said, well, that was a really great performance by this player or that team or whatever. Maybe if I just start a blog highlighting a, a sportsman or sportswoman of the week. Just, just to capture that individual effort, that one thing that put a team over the top. And so, mm -hmm. um, so I started uh, January 1st, 2012. So that my 2012 New Year's resolution was to do this thing every week where I just promote a sports person of the week, uh, typically a sportsman, every now and then a sportswoman. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
And, and, and the criteria is just pretty simple. Somebody that just kind of set themselves apart from the rest of the sports world that weekend. It could, you know, some, in some cases, it's clearly the Super Bowl MVP quarterback performance. Uh, in other cases, I like to look at smaller sports and sports that aren't as, as much in the mainstream media and say, well, this person over here really did something special, even though, you know, I caught an article or read about it or followed, may not have even watched the event, uh, but, but this was something unique to sports. And I wanted to kind of kind of bring that to, to folks. Uh, so what would have been your most obscure person that maybe has been the sportsman of the week? Yeah. So uh, I, I, there's been lots of, uh, you know, the major sports, baseball, football, get the, get the attention, but I've had uh, three times an Iditarod winner has been my sportsman. Oh, okay. of the week. Yeah. So nice. uh, one time uh, there was a, a yachting winner, uh, mm-hmm. probably the America's cup. <laughs> and then, uh, there was, uh, you know, one thing to think about was, and, 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 and I was obviously, I was pushed by a friend on this one, but I did a major league eating champion, uh, you know, and after Joey Chestnut won for the 58th time in a row, setting his own record, I said, you know what, it's, it's, it, it's worth recognizing this as a, as why a sport and at least, you know, why not? Maybe get some big, different views and different perspective. Uh, certainly it, there's lots of sports I can and can't play, and that's one I can't play, so I can appreciate the uh, the athleticism. Of it. I actually saw a documentary on competitive eating camp, <laughs> or I drink a lot, so I might have thought of something else, but I could have sworn that I actually saw people practice and learn how to do that. Yep. There must be something to it, because the people who were winning, what was it was that Kobayashi, this, what was he like 120 pounds or something like that? It yeah, was, it, it, like, it, how is that possible? Just a little guy with a hollow leg, I guess, and and then just like other space uh, sports labor disagreements, he fell out of favor with the sanctioning leagues in this thing, so he hasn't competed with Chestnut for a few. Years. Really, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, he they're you know they got a they're almost <laughs> like wrestlers or boxers who's a promoter that's got to yeah. sign them and get them there, and if they don't agree to the terms, they uh, you know they can't. Uh, I'm trying to imagine the Don King of the competitive eating circuit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's so yep. strange. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Evan Nolan, uh, my partner on uh, the weekly hall of fame show, he actually, and he openly says it, that he ripped off his good, the bad and the ugly of the week from you. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's a great, you know, cause each week has its own personality in sports. You know, there's there we have the sports cycle, and having done it ten years, you know, you go through the football seasons, the championship weeks, the playoffs, and certain sports. And you know, just as an example, so uh, you know, the last three weeks we've had the Olympics playing, and so I typically, when the Olympics play, I like to reach out to some sort of Olympian because it's probably their only right. chance to to shine. You know, I think back to you know Simone Biles a couple times. You know, there's not going to be another chance to recognize a great athlete like Simone Biles except right. during the during but the. Olympics. She's a native of Houston, is she not? She is. Yeah. Yeah. She she she's da- dating and now engaged to one of the Texans' uh, safeties. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> that was, but, if you, if, did you see her first pitch? I yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> right. I sent that to Evan and he was saying, he was saying to me, you're being sarcastic. Cause he told me like, he thinks that she's the greatest athlete period. And I disagreed. Right. I said, well, and then I said, well, I, but you have to see her first pitch. And they said, you're, you're being an asshole. Like, no, see her first pitch. <laughs> right. I, it is that good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyone listening, watching YouTube, Simone Biles, uh, First pitch. Oh my first, god! Yeah. 
No one, no one's going to top that. Right. <laughs> the, uh, it, it, so you look, so we had the Olympics the last three weeks, but in these three weeks, we've also had the Super Bowl. So if I'm going to pick a sportsman or sportswoman of the week, that becomes a competition, right? Like, do I pick one for the Super Bowl? Do I look towards Olympics? And, and even this weekend, I'm about, I just released my blog. By the time you release this, it'll be well out. But I thought, you know, we have the last weekend of the Olympics as well as the Daytona 500. So that's another major, you know, Daytona 500, things like the Masters, the Tour de France, Kentucky mm -hmm. Derby, all those things typically. And so you had this competition that I, I wasn't sure which way to, which way to go. Uh, but then you look at like this week and I was thinking like, well, this week is just a low week in sports. There's not a major competition. We're past the Olympics. March right. Madness is a couple weeks away. Uh, so, you know, this is the kind of week where a sports person of the week may be somebody that's just kind of an NBA or NHL player of the week. Uh, Cause there's just not that much. So it's, it's almost about like how, how good you are that week versus your competition, because mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you could you could win a major golf or tennis tournament, but if it happens to be the week that um, that the Super Bowl was played or some other major thing happened, a no hitter is another one that's a big one for me. I'm a baseball fan, so if you pitch a no hitter, right. that kind of puts you in the top of the conversation. So yeah. if you pitch a no hitter the same week that somebody wins a Grand Slam in tennis, it can create a mm -hmm. uh, a decision, which is fun, right? And do you try to avoid rep replicating? I do. Yeah. So uh, if you win one, then, then you be it becomes more difficult to win the second one, in my opinion. So if okay. I'm looking at at those that are, you know, well, he's already he or she's already won one or two. And here's the new person. I'm probably going to pick the new person because that new person, you know, may not get uh, may not get a chance. And so I've, I've gone up to three with with athletes. There's been a, a several three timers. I don't know if there'll ever be a four timer. Uh, so who is that? That is, you know, again, going back 10 years, you're talking Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or yeah. LeBron James, Stephon Curry, yeah. uh, even uh, Chris Froome in cycling. I'm a big cycling fan. And, you know, he won. I do not even, I don't even know that name. Yeah. Chris Froome. He's, he won several Tour de France's in a row. Uh, mm -hmm. And where's he, where's he from? He's not American, is he? He you knows he's, he's a, a Great Britain. Um, oh, yeah. But I think he's, uh, I think he has some Kenyan, uh, roots too but he's 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 pretty much uh british and, it, and and the sportsman of the week is not uh, an american thing i go um i go across the board uh, mm -hmm. in terms and and uh, the united kingdom has won uh, 11 i've got my table up here australia five spain five uh now nice. uh, of the spanish five nadal is three of them uh no, no he's only two of them um probably alberto contador uh, cyclist was probably another one um so so yeah the repetition becomes uh, a challenge. There's there's some uh, maybe surprise three times winners. Let me uh, let me see some uh, potentially uh, John Velasquez, the uh, the jockey, uh, Nick Foles, the quarterback. He's had three really good weeks where he did things like win Super Bowls and <laughs> you know, someone like who we will never talk about in our Pro Football Hall of Fame committee too. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, and there he is, you know, well ahead of, of guys that, uh, that are clear hall of famers. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it can go, uh, you know, it, I, I try to, I, I want to manage it cause you don't want to have, well, you know, particularly in the NBA, it becomes difficult because the same teams win every, every year, typically and the same right. stars tend to rise. And so I hold it to a little different standard and I say, okay, uh, like LeBron James two. last time he won he it was yeah. when he came back from three to one against the Warriors right the Warriors are up three to one and he pretty much single-handedly won the next three games I was like okay that that's your third yeah. crown there I would imagine too in the summer I mean it's obviously baseball centric 
So it might be more, not necessarily, I, I know you're a big baseball fan from, from what you've said, but I would imagine that baseball players, just because they've got this three month window to themselves for right. the most part. That, yeah, that, that has, that has played out. Baseball has had the most, uh, typically that manifests itself in the July, August timeframe when right. hockey and, and basketball wind down. I mean, but also summer you've got Wimbledon, French Open, you've got uh, the United States uh, Golf Open, you've got the British Open. And, mm-hmm. and so there's several other opportunities that, that I look for to break that up. Once really August tends to be baseball because the others have ended, football hadn't started yet. Then kind of once football starts, you start playing between pro, college, and then the Major League uh, Baseball postseason. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a real cutthroat competition. You know, if, if, if you have a good weekend in September in baseball, you may be out flanked by a, a quarterback in college football that, you know, won the big game uh, right. with 400 yards passing and five touchdowns or whatever. So, yeah, I, I do a similar thing on the weekly show uh, where I do elevator up, elevator down. Yep. And uh, sometimes I just don't have one. Yeah. You, you know, and, and I always sort of look at it from a Hall of Fame point of view, like who's got that. And sometimes uh, because I also look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it might be just I had Adele as an elevator up because everyone <laughs> loves her, her new album. Right. That's three in a row uh, for somebody who is just getting all this. And like, like last week was like, I mean, I, I, I could have. It was so easy because of the Super Bowl. Well, this guy, yeah. this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Uh, you've got a new show that I just checked out, and uh, tell everyone about that because you're you've got a new. Uh, is it going to be weekly, bi-weekly? Yeah, uh, probably a special season. So I was, I, mean, I mentioned earlier. So I do this weekly blog, and I try to maintain that, and that at least keeps the continuity going. And then other places I've fallen off of not. Like I said, I don't really want to share my opinion on the MLB lockout or this, that, or the other. It doesn't seem to add much to the context of what's already on Twitter. But a couple areas I do like to do is the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'd uh, love to talk about that, which we talked about on your uh, previous podcast. And I like to do sports. So, sometimes I'm sober for it, too. <laughs> sometimes. Not always, though, which is good. You know, That's why you I said can... sometimes. Right. <laughs> so, And then uh, I like to do. Now that it's video, I kind of have to be. <laughs> so sure yeah you got to execute it oh, uh, I've, I've still screwed up a few times <laughs> Canadian, yeah. what can i say yeah you know or no other way about it uh i also like to do a little bit of uh sports and it's and i'm not a gambling website i'm not a forecasting website but i do like to participate in competitions online where you pick winners of games against the spread straight up whatever and so typically in years past, I've done blogs where you just break down the top five college games of the week or particularly in the NFL, the playoffs, where you can really rack and stack. And everybody's, of course, talking about the games and they all come out. And you got four games to pick. And you got a whole week to do it. And so I, fa- I found a, a good partner online, uh, Kimberly Moten, who's just somebody I kept interacting with on weekends. We follow the games, pro and college. She's a big Georgia fan, big Carolina Panthers fan. And we would just yeah, I, I saw that on her Twitter. I'm, I followed her anyway. Yeah, good. <laughs> Saints fans. Yeah. yeah. Long suffering. I'll at least say that. Long suffering Bulldogs fans. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about the Panthers fans? Well, yeah. For Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Carolina. I got you. Got you. Yeah. No, and, and that's a, another long suffering fan. Uh, but 
but we just interacted and I said, you know, hey, it'd be fun to just get on a show like this and just go back and forth and, and bounce back thoughts on the game. We're two amateurs. We don't, we're not sitting there with a bunch of stats like the pros would be and say, well, they get 244 yards per game passing. And, you know, with this particular 2.3. It's just like, you know, hey, I saw that offensive line last week and they look like crap. Like, I, I think they may not be able to hold up or, you know, I, I was impressed with this player. Yeah. And so we just had, we had fun. We did a, a shows before two, three of the four weeks. One week I was on vacation. Uh, so uh, we, we may pick it up next fall. There's no plans to do anything in the offseason to, to break down the games. But it was a, it was fun to like, you know, like this, get, pull somebody on, get to know them, uh, you know, engage and, and get their thoughts uh, from a different geographical perspective, different background, different. That is fun. That is yeah, fun. yeah. Like like in the groups that you you and I are a part of, uh, we've tried to get it as much geographic as possible. Uh, I don't have as many West Coast people as I would like. Yeah, yeah. You got the Oakland uh, guy, but uh, well, not not just an Oakland guy. That's Wayne Mabry. That's the NFL fan. He's a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Yeah. A violator. So yeah. Uh I'm pretty I'm damn proud that, that I have him as a part of that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, gotta get some people from the Pacific Northwest, Midwest. Yeah. Uh not a Canadian living in Barbados. I don't represent <laughs> anybody. Well, you're a very, very specific demographic, but I I yes. <laughs> I, I I am that for sure. I, I did look up and we've had one uh, winner from uh, Winnipeg that was the sportsman oh, of the week. Let's see who it was. Uh, Patrick Lane on ah. uh, in February of 2017. Look at that. And, and you know what? It was about this week. And so it was probably a little bit of dead time between the, <laughs> the Super Bowl <laughs> and March Madness where I was just looking for somebody nice. to kind of round out a um, <laughs> you know, a good performance. It's funny. I know I'm moving there. So like I watched the Jets game already this afternoon. So <laughs> yeah. damn it, they lost. Right. <laughs> you have to be mad now, even though you wouldn't have been mad before. Uh, not real. I'm, I, 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 grew, I grew up a Quebec Nordiques fan of all things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's actually how I became a Saints fan, believe it or not. How's that connection? Okay. So first thing I started watching was hockey. So because I idolized one of my my older cousins who loved uh, Quebec Nordiques. So that was my team. Now you look at the Fleur de Lis on the side of the, of the Jersey. Yeah. So then you start watching NFL. And when you're growing up in Ontario at that point, Buffalo was crap. So it wasn't like yeah. there was, and this is like in the days, I don't want to tell you, right. Where it's not like you could get any game you wanted. So yeah. like a little seven year old me, like, Hey, there's the fleur de lis. Not that I even knew what that was on the right. same helmet, and that was my team, and that's been my team ever since. That no, don't underestimate the helmet attraction to fandom because I grew up liking the Dolphins and the Chargers mainly because I thought that, you know the Dolphin was a cool little mascot on the side of the helmet, and the Chargers. I mean, they had the lightning bolt, which is just really really cool. Of course, Oilers too, but like when I watched other teams. And, and, and the Cowboys star, right. uh, even back then, Houston and Dallas weren't as much, I guess, rivals. You know, it's like everybody cheered for each other. And then at some point we had to start being like, oh, I don't like you because you that other side of the state or whatever. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But now, yeah, that makes sense. The, yeah, so the Nordiques moved to Colorado, right? They yeah, were- and at that, and I couldn't follow Colorado because at that point I was uh, like Captain Canada and all this stuff yeah. uh, in, in my life. And then I moved to Ottawa for college. So I became a Sens fan, and that's been my team since. And okay. still will be, but you know, yeah. It's, if I'm going to be living in Winnipeg, and it looks like I'll probably be going to a lot of Jets games because that's what I'm going to plan to do. So jump on board, bring it on. Yeah. I got to go, go do some CFL. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause we We're do things in blue bombers. Three, three downs. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, being on for this. Uh, again, uh, where can the people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, it's uh, at LHD on sports. I think that's the underscores. And then my blog is uh, LHD on sports.com. All right. Thanks so much. Wherever you are, stay safe, everybody. Awesome.